Welcome back to the Grandstand, episode 40. Oh, a nice round number to end the year. F. Knowles, what's going on? Uh, I'm still uh, still reeling over here, dude. Still, still dealing with the bullshit of Michael Massey. How has he not been fired yet? <laughs> oh, we need to get into that. And also, we haven't heard from Lewis in a few no. weeks now. So that's, that's a little... A quiet boy. Very that's quiet. a little... Very odd. And you know, he did get knighted though. He got knighted. Yeah, he got knighted. His mom was there. She's, um, I mean, I'm sure that's a proud moment. Uh, but nothing, no Instagram posts or, or Merry Christmas or Still We Rise at Christmas or any of that this year. So <laughs> I don't know, man. Are you, uh, are you getting Still a little Santa nervous? <laughs> Still Christmas Santa is not dead. Is Lewis just like an alcoholic in the streets of London, just like drinking and just telling everyone about Abu Dhabi? Anyone who'll listen to him? Full, full Ron Burgundy just going around. He's, <laughs> he's giving it to, to dairy products. You know, he's no longer vegan. Milk <laughs> was a are, bad choice. His dread extensions are gone because they weren't real hair. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's <laughs> harsh. Mean, who gives a shit? But I mean, you know, no. A lot of F1 drivers have made comebacks, not on the circuit, but on their heads. <laughs> I mean, are you referring to Seb? Who else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would really that would be the, yeah. the other. I mean, yeah, we'll see in 15 years what Carlos and Max and all those guys look like. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Carlos is definitely has oh. a possibility of getting the 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 you know the the old man. Uh, I don't even know what that's called when you like lose hair on the top of your head, but then you still have like the Princess Leia thing going around. You know, like. <laughs> Wait, like, the George Costanza? Like the, yeah, the George Costanza. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The Larry David look, yeah. yeah I don't know. Larry I was going to say, Costanza. I was about to say, I think Carlos probably has like the big, like the fullest head of hair on all these new drivers. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see. That'd, who- be, a good, that'd be a good wager. Like make a bet on who's going to go, who's going to bald first. Yeah, that'll be uh, a whole episode dedicated <laughs> to drivers uh, hair <laughs> and hairlines coming up soon. Real, uh, but real. Struggle's real, dude. So wait, so you're so you're on the West Coast of California. Oh, I didn't choose myself. P Bunny, for those of you who don't know, after 40 episodes this year, yeah, um, get it together. We need to roll it one last time for the year 2021. Roll that sweet right. intro. Question for all of you except Romain Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. And so you always you always bring in that early whistle. I know. I, I I get excited a little too quick. Uh, it's like I, I jumpstart it, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to work on that. 
I'll have to yeah work on that in the off season. <laughs> uh, you know, so as I mean, you pointed out, uh, Lewis got knighted, but we got. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since Abu Dhabi. Few weeks, maybe now three weeks. Um, and uh, Massey has not gotten fired yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> at, in, in other news, because your 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 name F Massey does it stand for fucking Massey or does it stand for fire Massey? I'm not sure. It, it stands be... for a lot of things. I'm going to let the people interpret that. But um, <laughs> so Massey you know. has not gotten fired yet. But there's been a new president elected, um, president of the FIA elected. Uh, so we'll see uh, what new things he will bring. Um, and since then, we've had the gala in Paris where Max Verstappen was confirmed world champion. And uh, Merck dropped the appeal officially. And um, as we said, we haven't heard from Lewis in a while. Toto came out talking to the press. Did you see that interview in his black uh, turtleneck? I didn't. All I saw, you know, the videos I did see was Toto getting absolutely blitzed with the Merck team. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Which is when he decided to yeah. drop the appeal. <laughs> I love yeah, you guys. I mean, <laughs> Dude, well, I mean, think about it. Listen, Merck still won the constructors, so they did have something to celebrate. Um, quite frankly, so yeah, I just love the- seeing. I love seeing like people in sports who generally always like have their game faces on, like in a moment of of leisure or like just fucking around like that. It it it, it humanizes them in a way that I think is pretty important. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, back in the day when Shumi was at the height of his domination, he would be the one to host the parties. He would and there'd be like, you know, videos and pictures of him smoking cigars and getting like properly lit like that. I'd like to see, you know, more drivers do that at the end of the year. Have a little GoPro other footage than, other than or Kimi, whatever. Who, who's no longer with us. <laughs> no, I mean, I think we, I mean... In F1, you mean, right? In F1, uh, yeah. He's still alive, guys. <laughs> He's still alive. Kimmy Raikkonen. As we said, I think what we should, what Kimmy should do next year, he should just have a YouTube channel where he just has a bottle of vodka, you know, getting a sponsor, and he just does, like, drunken Kimmy commentary. And uh, swear to God, he'd make more money than during his oh, F1 career. <laughs> he probably would, honestly. That would be... That would be a good podcast. It would be a good YouTube YouTube series. I mean, it would yeah. definitely get more views than Nico Rosberg stuff. <laughs> Drink to survive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So last episode of the year. It's going to be a little bit of a round out uh, round up episode. Um, so are you still are you still a little? How are you doing? Like you know, two three weeks after. Has, uh, have you calmed down a little bit? Have you accepted it? Or? Roll. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm still, um, I mean, all right. Yes, I've calmed down a little bit, but, um, in all fairness, like what, what the fuck are they waiting for? Like there needs to be something done about this. What, what frustrates me is that clearly, okay. So maybe I haven't calmed down. Um, <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> yeah. You know, what frustrates me is that like, the further and further away we get from the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, the less the the, the how the, how do I phrase this? Um, Michael Massey's dickheadness—I don't even know what to call it—but his his inexperience will be forgotten. Like the, there, we will forget 
how we were feeling in the moment. And it doesn't even stand for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Like, let's talk about Qatar. Let's talk about all the other incidents throughout the year where the rules weren't consistent. And the further and further away we get from 2021 and the narrative goes towards 2022, we're going to forget that Michael Massey played a huge hand in the result this year. And it's not a good thing for the drivers. It's not a good thing for the sport. Um, you know, and, and that's how I feel about it. If you, if you want my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just wanted to see where your head was at. Uh, and clearly, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think uh, Mercedes and Toto and Lewis have forgotten anything. I think they're discussing part of the reason. Um, I mean, they dropped the case cause they didn't want to win in the courts, even though Toto said he, he said he had, he, he, he said pretty much we're going to win if we go to court, which is, I don't know, that's, that's debatable. Um, but he did say that there's a commission now to investigate what happened and that uh, he will be uh, in full communication with the FIA and holding them accountable. So I don't know what that means, but basically he just told the FIA, I got my eye on you fuckers. So I do think, I mean, it's not because it's not just Mercedes and Red Bull. I think every team needs to understand what the proper rules no, that's, are. So that's I, exactly what yeah. I mean. Like, you know, Max said it in the post-race com- commentary in Abu Dhabi. And I think I said this in one of our episodes after the race, but, um, you know, Max, Max even said like, these are rules that can come in, in, in hurt me, which they have, they like literally have. So, I mean, we've got to figure this out. Um, but we can, we can discuss that in another episode. Cause quite frankly, um, there's a lot to talk about from this. Year. Yeah. And you know, and we we may we may offer the the world famous grandstand uh, you know consultation for the FIA as well. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll prep a full episode to give our proposals, and maybe we'll send something out to the FIA. Who knows? I like that. They, I like they that. They might be hiring. Would you, Michael? Check is, your email, Michael. Check your email. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. We got to get that in the in the jingles for next year. Um, question is, uh, Knowles, would you? Would you work for the FIA? Would you go into the system to change the system in a positive way? Um, that sounds like working for the U.S. State Department, thinking you're going to, you know, take the Foreign Service test and then, you know, go become the, the Secretary of State. Like, keep dreaming. Hey, if it comes to the diplomatic passport, I'll do it. Okay. If it comes right. to weird ass UN parties, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they they do have those caviar and champagne parties. Uh, we all right, so we're gonna get into our uh, end of the year roundup here, um, and you're not gonna get away from the end of the year stats. Um, one last time in 2021. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I had. Well, I, I feel like I feel like Hamilton on a podium ceremony. Ooh, that hurt. Pre- Pre Abu Dhabi, because I don't think he'll be getting booed as much. Uh, but okay, let's get, we'll get back to Hamilton later. I, I'll finish the stats because <laughs> I know uh, I know you want to get them out of the way. All right, uh, I'm going to make it a little different. Um, all right, this driver, top five in the championship and in the most overtaking, is the only driver to finish every race in 2021, and he finished 20 out of 22 races in the points. Can you name that driver, Knowles? Fernando. Carlito Sainz. Carlito. We'll get back to him because strong, strong season. Um, it's the third time, a third season that a driver has had 10 or more poles with a teammate scoring zero poles. So obviously referring to Max, who got his 10th pole 
in Abu Dhabi, and the two other times were Hakkinen and Coulthard in '99, and of course Shumi and Barrichello in 2000. You know the moment I won. The moment I said Fernando, I knew I was wrong because yeah, he had a, at least you had the country. Yeah. Um, it felt Spanish I, to me that stat. <laughs> uh, you're gonna all right, so most overtakes of the season. Do you know who that who got that one? Sponsored by. I can't name it because wasn't it Seb? Yeah, Seb, 132, uh, closely followed by Alonso, 128. But I guess you got to start from the back to or actually overtake that much, right, throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be kind of a weird stat, but yeah, because you, yeah, you can't, you can't really be in the front. You know, it wouldn't be Max or Lewis because they're really only overtaking themselves, and when they do, you know, they yeah like, crash or bump into each other <laughs> or mount each other like in Monza. <laughs> Well, you know what they should do? They should do like the the most blue flag overtakes for the leaders, you know, and count that. Uh, Yeah, that'd be an interesting step. I'm sure it's out there. You could probably dig it up. I'll dig it up. I'll I'll see what I can do over the offseason. I want to put it past you. I'll find it. Uh, Challenge accepted. Uh, You'll like this stat. So, uh, Yuki Tsunoda, first 15 races of the year, only made it to Q3 three times in the last. Seven races of the year, he made into Q3 six times. So upward trend there in the end. So yay for Yuki. Yuki-san, uh, let's go. All right, here's a stat. I think, I'm not sure if I said in our last episode, but Verstappen this season has three DNFs. And one of the races he finished uh, ninth, it was Hungary on a car that was obliterated by our boy, Valtteri. In all the other races that we can say were normal races, Verstappen finished either first or second, which huh. is which is huge. So pretty much every time, and you can argue that the three times he DNF'd, he was going to finish either first or second as well. So that's a huge set. And also followed by, he's led more lap laps this season than the whole grid combined. So just uh, for for all the people out there saying he doesn't deserve his title, well, the stats speak for themselves, which doesn't mean that if Lewis had won in Abu Dhabi, he wouldn't have deserved it. You can, you know, those are two separate things. But all I'm going to say is that we had a fucking hell of a year. Now let's talk about it. Man. Yeah, I, I, it's it's one of those seasons where you can't as if you're a fan of racing other than the, the, you know, the, this is, I'll try to make this the last thing I even say about the FIA Michael Massa in this episode, but it's probably not going to happen <laughs> right um, back into it. Huh? Okay. Go yeah, for it. Other than, other than those incidents, this has been one of the most exciting years of formula one that I can remember. I, well, it definitely in the hybrid era, but I think one of the most exciting years of the, of this century so far. Yeah, I I dare say that um, since Pro Senna, you know, we were robbed of Schumacher and uh, versus Senna. Well, we didn't get to see the end of that first chapter of the rivalry. This might be, I don't know, the question could be asked, could this become the biggest rivalry in F1 history in the next few years? Uh, and already this year has more, almost as much controversy as like three years of Pro versus Senna. So I can't see why not. And... I mean, we'll see. Like it, it will truly depend on how much of an appetite Lewis has to continue. 
Um, I, you know, you mentioned earlier in the episode, like Lewis has been pretty silent on social media and I don't take that as him. Like he's definitely contemplating the future, but I don't think that's him necessarily putting in like showing or telling people that he's, he's thinking about retiring. I think he's truly like contemplating like what he could have done better to win the season um, and come yeah. back next season. Mm-hmm. Is he, is he unplugging basically? Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of, you know, BS uh, out there right now. And like, quite honestly, like the amount of hate that's out there for Lewis right now is, is pretty, pretty shocking. Like something came across my Instagram the other day where it was like a video from might've been 2015 or 2016 where like Lewis, Lewis broke late, locked up, um, and took an exit road and it was like literally no one. And then Lewis Hamilton, you know, um, cause Lewis and P one anyway, the amount of comments about just hate is like fucking sickening, man. Like, and, and I'm sure there's a lot out there for max too, but, um, I don't know. It's, I would, if, yeah. I, were Lewis, I, would, if I were Lewis, I would just be like, I'm good on all that. Like, I don't, you know, well, I, I'm, honestly, I'm I break. mean, you, you've seen like you've I mean I think we we mentioned the whole polarization the last episode and it's in every sport right it seems that I mean I'm sure Max gets um, a lot of hate as well uh, but also Lewis also gets the racist hate which I don't know if Max gets I don't think he does uh, and that could be also part of the reason why I don't know Lewis hasn't said anything on social media he's also unfollowed everyone on his Instagram which is the second time he's done that oh um, I didn't realize that yeah, someone on Reddit pointed that out and uh, uh, quickly checked, and yeah, it is confirmed to be true. Uh, I yeah, I think you're right. I think he's just. Uh, I think 2021 was a a long season for them, and if you lose such a close battle, getting the rug pulled out, you know, from under you like the last lap, oof, I think that you know I would probably go on a deserted island and just you know not talk to anyone for a month, and then come back and try to fuck shit up again. So hopefully that's what he's doing. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think, I think everyone is saying, you know, even helmet uh, called out, he said, Lewis is too good to retire. He's like, he's still got it. So everyone wants him there because he gives more weight to the, that's the championship. Right. Um, and Max's title is so good because he beat Lewis and that's it. Yeah. I mean that, that, that does, I think the fact that Lewis beat Max, I'm sorry, Max beat Lewis. Whoops. Um, Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> Wake up, Knowles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's still early here on the West Coast. Um, In case you missed the race, uh, Michael Massey might have yeah. fucked that one up right here. <laughs> um, no, but but I think Max beat Lewis in what was arguably one of Lewis's best seasons. I think Lewis challenged, or Max, Lewis was challenged this season. I think more so than he's ever been by Max. I, I like, you know, we can talk about the season, you know, the 2008 season with 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 um, Felipe Massa, Massa or 2016 with Nico. Um, I still don't think 2016. It, it was tough because it was obviously in team. You know, they were teammates, but ultimately, yeah, it's a whole different dynamic when yeah. you're fighting your teammate. But I, I think here you've got another team and a worthy competitor in Max. Um, and, and Lewis really upped his game. Um, I really believe that. And 
Max Max forced Lewis to be a smarter, better driver than I think he has been in in years past. And that's probably yeah. what is going through Lewis's mind right now. Like, you know, this kid is good. Yeah. Great recognizes great. I think you're right. I mean, the the accolade at the end of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix shows it all. I think Lewis, you know, I don't think Lewis has any hard feelings for Max. He went up and he said, you know, good job. Because when someone can compete with you, and I think Lewis and Max, they regard themselves as the best on the grid, you know. Um, but they see, they recognize greatness in each other, right? So, mm-hmm. and I think that's why this rivalry can just get, you know, could reach like unprecedented heights uh, in the next couple of years. So, uh, but if you're, if we're looking back at this season, um, there's a lot of stuff that happened that I forgot also. There, like, if you remember the beginning of the year, the new floor regs that slowed down Mercedes, uh, that struggled during testing, and then... And um, Aston Martin. And yeah, Aston Martin, who also decided not to develop. Mercedes, turns out, did not use their tokens for development this year. So I don't know what that means, but if, if they're they, using it for next year, that means... They carry over? They, I, I think they might, yeah. So they might, or they just didn't use them. I need to look into that. Uh, but clearly, Mercedes uh, very early on said we're focusing on 2022, but then also fine-tuned their car, uh, inched their way back into the battle. There's the whole Pirelli, you know, uh, with all the FIA heat right now, I think Pirelli uh, is feeling, you know, pretty good because they're not, you know, the limelight's not on them. But Pirelli had a lot of pressure this year, uh, no pun intended. And the new tires came out and Silverstone that helps also helped Mercedes get back into, you know, uh, more uh, mechanical grip. Um, also, this year was a year where uh, Lewis was alone on the grid in Hungary. I don't know if you remember that. I think it was a year of first, like a lot of crazy things happened. Uh, and looking back at even Bahrain, seems like that was two years ago. That's how far that first race of the season, you know, seems to me. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah, in, right? in in preparing for this episode. It, I forgot about how many things actually happened this season. Um, it was hard to, and it, it was genuinely hard to like, there was so much that happened that it was hard to remember or even pick like, what were some of your favorite in, favorite moments? Because it truly felt like every week there was, there was, there was drama. There was a storyline um, and maybe not even necessarily between Max and Lewis. So that was obviously the, the, the biggest, the biggest one. Um, but even yeah, the midfield also, battles, like, you know, yeah, Ferrari for and sure. McLaren, like exactly. where, is, where is Alpine going to end up? Um, Huge storyline for the year. Yeah. P3 Gasly battle. having just a monster year with, um, with, with Alpha Tauri. Um, you know, I, I there's and, just so much to talk about. And the Haas, I mean, you know, although we don't, we didn't talk about the Haas drivers for their results a lot, but I mean, it is super exciting to see Mick Schumacher make his debut for in, in Formula One. Uh, but all right, we have a few categories to get through. So uh, we had one, it was ranking our top 10 drivers of 2021. And you and I have uh, quite a few differences on there. I don't, I don't even think we have the same 10 drivers in our top 10. No, and with good reason. All right, so... Um, to make this uh, to make this time efficient, I would say, uh, all right, tell us your top ten, and in the end, give us your reasoning for the standouts. Um, so we don't have to go through all of them, but give us a ten, nine, eight, all the way to number yeah. one. So I've got Pierre Gasly at number one. I've got oh, so, Lando. So, so you're not doing the countdown. <laughs> what? No. Okay. But all right, I'll, I'll start. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll. I just want people to know that. 
I want to, because in just be like, what the fuck really Gasly number one. Um, but from the back, I've got Yuki Sonoda at number 10. I've got, uh, Esteban Ocon at number nine, Checo at number eight, mm. Danny Rick at number seven. I've got the two Ferrari drivers, Charles at six and Carlos Smooth Operator signs at number five. I've got Lewis at number four. I've got Max at three. I've got Lando at two. And then finally, Gasly at one. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So from all those, I mean, I think the two that stand out for me, uh, obviously, I mean, you mentioned Gasly, but Yuki Tsunoda, top 10. Tell us about that choice for you. I think Yuki really recovered um, well towards the end of the season. He had a rough go of it there. Um, and he, I don't know if it was helmet or who, who said something, I don't know if somebody said something to him, um, and told him just shut the fuck up and drive. But <laughs> like he, he started putting his head down towards the end of the season. And quite frankly, like of all the rookies, I think he, he had the best overall season. Um, Mick made a lot of mistakes this season that didn't really get talked about, I think. Um, because his teammate was just so terrible. Um, you know, Mazepin just shouldn't be in formula one. Like I think most people agree with that statement. Um, but had Mick had a better teammate, I'm not sure that he would have, he would have shined as well as he did. And he made a lot of mistakes, um, quite frankly. So, uh, you know, Yuki for me is just really like, I think turned it around and I'm excited to see him in, in formula one formula one. He's a Japanese driver. Um, I think it's important for the sport and I was impressed with that. So that, that's why he made it. Okay. Um, I will, I will give my, uh, we'll get into the rookie discussion a bit later. Uh, yeah. I think everything else for me, nothing really stands out. I'm surprised you gave Danny Rick P seven. Is it P eight? Um, P eight. Um, a uh, little bit surprised with that one. Uh, but also, I mean, could work. He did win in Monza. So, I mean, why not? Uh, Lewis P4, Max P3, Lando P2, and Gasly P1. All right. So, I need an explanation for your top four, please. Well, I think Max outdrove Lewis this season. Um, there was there were a few moments earlier in the season where Mercedes and Lewis made some mistakes and, calc- and miscalculated. Um, and so quite frankly, like, I think just Max had the better season overall. Um, yep. okay. you know, they were playing, Merck was playing catch up in the end, you know, and had Lewis not driven, driven so, so miraculously at the end of the season, um, they would have been well out of contention for the championship. Um, yeah. And, you know, if, and Baku, so, if Max had scored points in Baku also, right. yeah. Let's not okay. forget about the Pirelli, you know, the Pirelli gate in, in Baku. So, um, you know, for me, everybody wants to put the, the top two drivers at the front, but I, I, I didn't do that for a reason. And that was because I think we expect them to do that, right? We expect them to perform at that level. Um, they put on an incredible show and me putting them at one, you know, three and four doesn't take it away from them. But I think when you look at what Lando and Gasly achieved this season. And though it wasn't, you know, P one or P two Lando showed that he is destined to become a world champion. In my opinion, like this season, you know, he had a, he had a rough go of it towards the end, but 
what he showed in the first half of the season to me was, was brilliant. Um, he truly, I think developed into the driver that he's wanted to become. He made McLaren his team. Um, you know, and, and it's outside of the narratives that we constantly pitch. So I think it's important to shine some light on what these other drivers did. And then with Gasly dude gets, you know, a few podiums. How many podiums? You got two. You got one. You got one, excuse me. One podium. Um, but week in and week out, he just kept performing. And I think showing uh, the Red Bull team, like, you know, Checo might have been the right call for now, but I'm, I'm, you know, I deserve a seat. Whether that seat is the right place for him or not is, is a whole other debate. But um, I'm just really continually impressed with Pierre Gasly and the fact that he didn't give up after, you know, what happened, you know, he gets fired by Red Bull basically or demoted and then his best friend dies. Um, and the kid still drives at a top level. And to me to be able to do that is in this sport where there's so much pressure is incredible. So that that's, that's it for me. Like there's for Max and Lewis, it's expected, but for drivers like Gasly or Lando, you know, they still have a lot to prove and they continue to perform overall. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I think my, my reaction to your, your, <laughs> when you send me yours, I was like, that is fucking whack, but I, I understand yeah, you it. And you, I, said, you said that is whack. And I just went cool. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to say cool story, bro, but I didn't. I'm, I, 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 I understood. I understood your, I understood the meaning of your <laughs> response. Um, all right. I'm going to give you my uh, top 10, which is very different. Um, and I disagree uh, with you on a few points, but I mean, that's just the way I see racing. Um, believe it or not, I did give Botas uh, number 10 uh, because he did, um, although he didn't help Lewis win the title and he could have uh, changed that. Um, I mean, the he fact could, he, 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 he could have, he could have put one or two races where he, you know, uh, gave Mercedes a one, two. Uh, oh, by the way, last stat that I forgot. McLaren's only team in 2021 to get a one-two Monza. Boom. Um, the fact that he, uh, yeah, but he did um, help them win the title for the eighth time. Um, and so, and he did have a really good win in Turkey, which I think for me is all on merit. And I think Checo's win in um, in Baku was more inherited than anything. But, you know, it was, uh, I had Checo, yeah, you know, Checo, around. Yeah, I mean, go through your top 10, but I think Checo was a better teammate this season, personally. That's fine. We can get into that. Um, number nine is the the one we have. Uh, we both have this driver at number nine. Uh, Ocon uh, won uh, in Hungary. First win. I think he uh, almost got a podium in uh, what was it in, um, in Saudi uh, in that crazy race. Uh, he led that race too for a while. He was. Uh, I think he is the third. Uh, um, he's got the third amount of uh, laps in the lead uh, <laughs> this whole season behind the the top two, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Esteban Ocon. Uh, number eight is uh, George Russell, uh, who I think I don't. I was surprised to see you forgot uh, Russell from your list because I think he had a spectacular first. Uh, well, it wasn't, wasn't the first half, but um, yeah, towards the end of the first half and into the summer, uh, where he was putting into Q three, Mister Saturday, as we as we know, uh, qualified um, uh, second in Spa with uh, with that crazy quick lap, uh, beating Lewis there. Uh, for that non Grand Prix Grand Prix that we had there, um, and also um, qualified third 
and that's fully on merit in Sochi. And I think um, talking about you know him and Lando as future world champions, I think Russell showed a lot, a lot of strong results. Kind of ended the year a bit anonymously uh, in the end there, but I think his head was kind of just like, all right, let's let's get this season over with so I can get that mercedes uh overalls on me and uh getting the winning car uh number seven for me is fernando yeah, alonso on that note too just on that note like with lewis being kind of away from social media i wonder if he's like well i had valtteri who's kind of the perfect teammate um who i knew i kind of had a, i had an edge over now i've got this young gun in george russell who is hungry as f- all fuck to come yep. and shake things up and we know that he's got what it takes to 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 bring it to lewis at least I think he does. So okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to say that for the 2022 uh, build up. Uh, Alonso, I think he had a great um, comeback season. Uh, looking at his stats, uh, pretty crazy. I think Alonso is hungrier than ever. If you compare him to other drivers of his age that have raced in F1, uh, really impressed. Especially uh, him building up his speed towards the end of the year. Even got a podium in Qatar. Uh, helped his. Um, Helped his teammate win that race. And you can also argue that he cost Lewis uh, those uh, very precious points in the championship. Um, number six for me is Gasly. Uh, and I agree with everything you said. I think Gasly is an exceptional driver. Um, every like Everyone likes a good comeback story. Uh, one in Monza. I would even say this year was better than his 2020 year when he won the race. Uh, but um, Gasly did, and he did also did score. So what is it? I think um, he single-handedly pretty much carried uh, AlphaTauri for most of the season. Um, beat Yuki in qualifying 21 to 1, 16 to 5 in the race, 110 points to 32. Like he crushed Yuki. And looking at uh, qualifying statistics, uh, as I do, because I'm stat boy, um, they there's a metric called sector times in which they, you know, there's three sectors per lap in all the races and he demolished Yuki in qualifying. If you look at sector times, uh, he has the same ratio of, uh, faster sectors, the, uh, than that, um, Max has to Sergio, which is the, the two uh, biggest dominators actually with Mick Schumacher to Mazepin. Uh, so I think Gasly had a great year. He also made a few mistakes. So the reason why I didn't put him higher, I wanted to put Gasly number five in front of the Ferraris, but he uh, he made a few mistakes that were his own doing, especially at the start, and he put himself out of contention, and he probably lost out on a couple of podiums that I think he should have had. Um, and if you had put Max or Lewis in that car, they would have had more podiums than him. So I think he's a great, I think he's a really, really good driver. Is he a great driver? I don't know yet, um, and I don't think so, but um, really happy with this season. Number five, I put Carlos Sainz. So I have uh, Sainz five and Leclerc four. Science had more podiums than Leclerc, but I do think that Leclerc is the stronger driver still. Um, but it's all marginal as a, as a Ferrari. Uh, ooh, wait, I'm neutral. But um, if you're a Ferrari fan out there, you should be really excited about these two because Leclerc and not him neutral. are you're not neutral. Let's be real. Okay, as a Ferrari fanboy, um, I'm really excited because I think we have the best driver, uh, arguably the best young driver pairing out there, and. Um, Special props to uh, Signs for being the driver who adapted to his new team uh, the fastest. And I was pretty impressed with him. Um, and his podiums are always overlooked, which kind of sucks for him. But it seems to be a theme for his career. I hope that doesn't continue. Uh, but yeah, great, great year for him. Uh, Leclerc also. And 
bring on 2022. Number three, Norris, uh, future world champion, as you said, agree, echo everything you said. Um, I really would have loved for him to get that Sochi win. That was heartbreaking. But um, yeah, clearly one of the strongest uh, drivers in the first part of the season. I was a little bit disappointed in his the last few races, like the last five, six races. Some yeah. of them was not his fault, and but some of them he, uh, I think he just, uh, I think he just didn't recover fully from uh, what happened in Sochi. So, um, but I think number three is the best for me that he could have um, gotten uh, with the top two. Uh, I understand your logic, but I disagree with it because I think that this year might go down for me as the most intense um, battle for a title in the history of the sport. And looking at the numbers, I think that Lewis and Max um, demolished their teammates, respective teammates, uh, in a way that is very rare and that they're so far ahead of the rest that I could not put them in any other um, spot than number one and two. And I did put Lewis in two and Max in one simply because um, you you said that, you know, this is one of Lewis' strongest um, seasons. Uh, I, I, I will say he had a strong season, but I think it was slightly subpar because if Lewis had the same, um, consistency and the same amount of mistakes that he makes in his title winning years, um, he would have won it. So, uh, there's a few mistakes that, uh, that spring up to mind. So, uh, firstly, Baku, Imola, um, and I, you just saw that he was uh, a little rattled and, you can say the same for Max. I would he disagree had, uh, with that, though. I, yeah, I mean, I, we disagree on this. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think Lewis was rattled. And let's also not forget that Merck made some shitty, shitty strategy calls that kind of fucked him in some cases. Like, you know, I, and I'm not coming. Like, I'm good. I guess I'm defending him to a certain extent, but um, I hear you. But I, I politely <laughs> disagree. Which is fine. I mean, for me, all of this is marginal, right? Like you. For, as I said, I think it is the the most intense battle for a title we've we've ever had, um, and it takes two to make it that great. So both of them were, you know, a plus, um, you know, drivers this year. Uh, I, yeah. But I just, I, if you if you count up the mistakes of one and the other, I think that uh, Max made less mistakes, and his mistakes were um, had uh, smaller consequences. I feel. Uh, where Lewis disappointed me this year is that I think he, there's a few, uh, strategy calls that I think he could have made. Um, yes, Mercedes made some, uh, bad calls, but so did Red Bull, you don't always get it right. Uh, but Imola for me, uh, seeing Lewis lapping Russell, putting in the gravel trap, getting saved by a red flag. Otherwise he was a lap down, um, miraculously scoring those 18 points, you know, for me, that's. That's not uh, that's subpar for his standards. Um, okay, and but the I magic, mean, I don't the know. magic in Baku, <laughs> the magic in Baku. You can say what you want. It was a driver mistake. He hit the button. You can call it a design flaw, whatever. But he made the mistake. So sure, but like even, every yeah, I mean, but you're you're being like so. I think you're being almost like hypercritical here, where it's like Max has also made those mistakes. Like let's talk about Monza. Like that was fully Max's fault. Like. Right, so you know, I'm I'm looking at driver errors. I'm not looking at because uh, if you're looking at head to head, I agree. All right, now let's talk about Max's mistakes. For me, Max's big mistakes were um, in terms of driving. Um, I think he you could call his mistakes in Saudi qualifying lap and the last race in Abu Dhabi. I think that he, um, uh, sorry, uh, 
Saudi uh, Saudi Grand Prix as a whole, I think he was a bit green there and he was a bit too aggressive. Uh, but in terms of driving errors, I I just I see two driving errors uh, or human mistakes made from Hamilton, and I see um, and I see one uh, for Max in in Saudi, and I think it was more of a mental thing where he kind of got caught by by the events and he kind of cracked under pressure with the whole uh, mind games he was trying to play on the straight there with Lewis. So um, I'm not saying that one made a lot of mistakes, the other made zero, but I just think at the end, Lewis made more mistakes than Max. And that's why he's second I mean, enough yeah, for, sure. for me and Mike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, I, I, listen, like I said earlier, like there were, Merck put themselves in a position where they were, where they had to only rely on Lewis's skills as a driver towards the end of the day. And this also includes Lewis um, at the end of the season in order to even have a chance to win the championship. Cause like, let's, let's not forget, like, Lewis could have lost and lost the championship in Qatar, like had he not placed where he placed. So like, you know, yeah. that was a huge pickup in points, but like earlier in the season, there are a lot of incidents. I mean, Baku being one of them where he, yeah, he did touch that button. Um, you know, that, that, that play into it. So, I, I mean, I agree to that extent. I just think, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess oh, I agree I, to a certain I, I have one. I have one more for you. We're, we're we're looking at at their battle um way too much in this. Like I'm looking at how dominant a driver is the whole season, right? Remember the stat I told you about Verstappen? If he finished a race in a regular circumstances, it was either first or second, right? Uh-huh. Lewis Monaco 2021 P7. He wasn't there the whole weekend, beaten by Botas. I don't think I remember seeing that many weekends where he just misses the whole weekend and it's not you can't blame the car uh, or the strategy uh, for everything um that that weekend he just couldn't get his tires up to temperature Botas put it on p2 and if he didn't have that whole remember that was our Botas had like the longest pit stop in the history of f1 um if Botas doesn't dnf Botas beats him and he's on the podium and lewis is, finishes p8 so for me he had an off weekend if you look at max any off weekend where he's not on pace, absolutely not. So for me, for me, it's case closed. But okay, I mean, you're you know you're entitled to your opinion, <laughs> and it's marginal, right? If I, you know one off weekend, if you look at you know, let's say Lewis and and Max had their their moments. One collision was there was one's fault, the other was the other's fault. Okay, let's put that at 50-50 over the season. At the end of the, the day, Lewis loses by eight points. If you look at the the Monaco Grand Prix, that's maybe where he uh, he had an off race and he where he could have picked up those eight points. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know what I could what I will say though? Um, Red Bull, after what happened in Abu Dhabi, needs to like sh- kind of calm down on the the like the uh, woe is us uh, commentary. You know, with the with the decisions that came against that come against them, because oh yeah, I agree. Like, That's that, the first that, thing I I said the, back then. Yeah, that absolutely needs to stop because the the championship, you know, regardless of what happened earlier in the season, let's just look at it as a solitary race. Red Bull benefited from a bad decision made by the FIA, and you know that just happens in the sport. Unfortunately, it's happened to Merck, it's happened to Red Bull, it's happened to other teams that weren't in the championship uh, contention. So I just, I don't think that will happen because Christian Horner, you know, doesn't hold back his opinions. Um, nor does Helmut Marco, who I could also just like 
not have to hear from ever again personally i mean he he needs to be muzzled yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, shit. he's like an old dude just talking too much you know someone's yeah. got a comment yeah, like, so he, to, yeah, okay okay helmet whatever you say sure, figuratively i meant yeah. by the way it's like those memes <laughs> it's, like, it's like those memes like uh that come out like where you see like the old, the younger person with the older person who's in a wheelchair and the older person says something and they're like, okay, grandma, let's just put you to bed now. You know, exactly. It's, it's like that. Um, All right. So uh, I, I see we still like defer on uh, Lewis and Max, but it's, you know, in the end, it's very close between those two. Um, let's get into like our favorite uh, moments of the, the year. What are the top five races? Do you have, do you have a list for us? This is Your really top- hard, man. Really hard. Um, and it's, it can mean different things for me. There's like top five races as an entertaining, uh, races or top five race wins, which is a whole different thing. Um, but if you want, I do have a little short list for you, or do you want to give me yours first? No, you go first. All right. So, uh, in, for me, the top five races of the year, um, in no order, uh, I'm not ranking these, but uh, I think Bahrain was a great one because we finally saw uh, in the opening of the season um, uh, a battle and a super close Max and Lewis. We had um, pretty much summarized the whole season. Max passes Lewis outside of um, track limits, has to give the position back, and Lewis hold, holds on by like uh, half a half a second. Um, you know, uh, foreshadowing. An amazing season to come. Uh, Sachi which was an amazing race. Uh, Lando getting on pole. Russell P three. Um, you got you had Max starting from uh, further back because he had the engine penalty. The rain, the drama, uh, the heartbreak, uh, and Lewis getting his hundredth win. I think that was a great uh, race. Um, uh, Monza was a great race as well. Um, coming together of the two title protagonists uh dr3 winning saudi arabia was was like i don't i'm on the fence whether that was like an amazing super entertaining race or if that was just the most bizarre uh sports event i've ever seen in my life um and lastly yeah because you know some people and i've read this some people say it's a disgrace that f1 would happen that day and i'm not far from thinking the same um but also in terms of entertainment value uh, drive to survive is going to have a field day with those last few races. And the last one has to be from the Interlagos with uh, Lewis's penalties, you know, and just the, the masterclass he put in there. But yeah, there's a few others that could have gone in there as well. I don't know if you have. Um, I'm going to start from the back. So for me, I'm going to go. Um, Man, it is so hard. Like even Bahrain was like a, cracker for a first race um yeah Bahrain's in my top five like even France at at one of the most boring circuits in the world was was excited you're right yeah (laughs) it was a great one this year all right so I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna start with Silverstone I really I mean I know Max fans that's right that Silverstone was an absolutely brilliant fun race um I'm gonna I'm gonna pair the the two Austrian Grand Prix together. I think we got so much out of those races. Um, so domination there at fourth, um, where geez, um, I gotta say Monza because of McLaren. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, what, what they were able to accomplish, you know, obviously it was off the backs of what happened between Max and, and Lewis, but still pretty incredible. Um, you know what, actually where I'm at three, this is so hard. Um, no, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, with instead of that at third, I'm going to go with Hungary at number three. Ocon for his first win. Really incredible. Then Italy number two because of all the action. Um, and then I think I got to go, I got to go Abu Dhabi number one because of just how yeah. exciting. I, I mean, they, first of all, they changed the circuit. So like it, it actually impacted the, the entertainment value of the race, what they did. And it made it a better circuit, like hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah. How much though? I'm not sure, but it, it definitely made it better. Like yeah. honestly, if if we had 2020 Abu Dhabi, I think Lewis would have held off Max, which is and um, it's hard ironic. not to include. Yeah. It, it's hard not to include Interlagos in that. Um, I think you're at six round right now or yeah, seven because you had two Austrians. <laughs> no, no, but Nick Hunt is one for me. But um, but but check. Uh, we have another category which I think you'll be able to um, give other races your five favorite moments of the year because those don't have to be race wins. Yeah, um, my five favorite moments of the year were. Word and they're not in any particular order. Um, yep. I would say Silverstone, um, the incident with Max. I think Lewis feeling the pressure from Red Bull, you know, regardless of what happened, I think that was exciting. Um, Brazil, you know, Lewis was down for the count and still came back. Um, you know, obviously Abu Dhabi, um, you know, Max, Max took it to Lewis on that last lap and came out victorious. Um, Ocon winning, DR3 winning. Um, you know, that was, that, and, but and was, also, Ma- was Max passing Lewis one of your favorite moments, though? No, was it wasn't Lewis my man? favorite moment, but it was exciting. I objectively, you know, as angry as I was, I was like, holy shit, like, this is why I watch the sport. Like, but these are is, the, the favorite moments for you as an F Knowles. That's yes. what I was going for. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Damn. Well, yeah. And then, um, also Checo winning. That was pretty wholesome. Or not no. winning, but podium in getting his po- being the first Mexican Mexican driver uh, to podium in Mexico. Yeah, so that was also in my top five. So uh, I wrote it. I wrote down Mexican celebrations. Checo and his dad. I thought that was really cool. I wish he had won that race. That would have been epic. Yeah. Um, I also put Silverstone and Zandvoort home wins for each title contenders. Um, not looking into the whole drama from Silverstone though. Um, DR3 win in Monza, clearly. I mean, we've never hit from the fact that we we love Danny Rick here. Uh, Norris first half of the season and pole in Sochi. Uh, mm. I mean, Norris was just on fire uh, for a while. Um, and the last one for me, which um, I, I think you've, you've forgotten about, uh, is Leclerc back-to-back poles in Monaco and Baku. Ooh, uh, that's Ferrari, right. Ferrari revival. For me, that was like really exciting. But it also was heartbreaking when Leclerc went to the grid and couldn't start the race. That had a little single tear coming down my cheek. Yeah, that was pretty terrible. That's pretty bad. Um, all right. I know this one. I know the answer to this one for you. Most controversial, most controversial moments of the year. Uh, and we have Silverstone Collision, Monza Collision, Belgian Grand Prix Fiasco, Um which did not make into our favorite moments. Um, Interlagos, no penalty for Max or Abu Dhabi, final lap, Masi, fuck up. Um, what for you takes oh, the cake here? Oh, man. In terms of pure it's controversy. Either, it's, it's either the Belgian Grand Prix or Abu Dhabi. 
honestly. Yeah. I, and, and, I'm putting and myself in the Belgian Grand Prix simply for the sake of the fans and the way that the FI that Formula One treated the fans in the aftermath. What did they get? Like a, a what was they didn't even get their tickets reimbursed? <laughs> no, they got a free subscription to F1 TV, <laughs> right? Which is F1 TV sucks, like it's not good. Like, I'm, I'm wasting ten dollars a month for that shit. Like, get it out of here. I'd rather just, yeah, like, you, you never use it, you're always going on those sky bootlegs. Whatever. Hey, don't, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> um, all right, we can't admit that. Uh, yeah, f- from a fan perspective, it's Belgium from a um, from a controversial, a controversial perspective, it's 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 Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi, kind of like also pull, sucks in all the other shitty decisions that were made from race control throughout the season. Right. So I think we can give the FIA are the biggest because they're they're the storyline for me of the year. They're the ones who've um, impacted the championship the most. And on a standout, I agree with what you said about the Belgian Grand Prix. Um, that is bullshit uh rookie of the year i think you went for uh yuki if i'm not mistaken i did i mean he he was the only rookie to score points this season um you know he had a challenging year but i think he he i mean he finished p4 in in uh in the last race of the year like that's a great progression for him um, You're only as good as your last race, right? And that's what they exactly. say. Exactly. And his last race, he finished just off the podium. So, um, you know, helped, I think- helped with the with the circumstances, new tires. Yeah, um, sure. But it was. Uh, I think he needed that result. So, yeah. You know what? I think for me, it was very close. So, just to remind people, it, it's Mazepin, Schumacher, Mick, and Yuki as um, um, rookies this year. Um, I could say there's a good, uh, solid argument for Yuki. Uh, I will go for Mick Schumacher because of the comprehensive way he destroyed his teammate. And I know you said, oh, Mazepin doesn't belong in F1, but Mazepin beat Yuki in F2. So Mazepin, you know, I'm not saying he's the greatest driver, but I'm saying he's, it takes a lot of skill to drive an F1 car. So, but you know what? That's like saying Walter Payton doesn't deserve the credit he got you know, in the NFL because he played for a small like division two football team. And I don't know if you I'm get sorry. that reference, but I'm sorry. Yeah. It went straight over my whatever. head. Did the, not get that. Those who know, no. Um, Peyton Manning know. is the only Peyton I know in NFL. And that's like wow, 10, that's 10, 15 years not ago. Not even <laughs> in the same ballpark of football player. Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, I mean, no, anyway, what I'm saying is that Massapin, Massapin, uh, for various different reasons, uh, I I think other drivers deserve his spot, but the way that Mick beat Mazepin and the gaps that are there, I see big potential for Mick. And it's like it's the, a similar logic of you putting Gasly in number one, you know, kind of shining the light on someone who doesn't have the same gear. I think you put Mick in a Alpha Tauri with Yuki. I think Mick outperforms Yuki. And what's interesting is that Mick and Yuki were the two rookies that crashed the most <laughs> this year, more than Mazepin, um, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, I would give it to Mick. Uh, I think the drivers in the F1 in their top 10 give uh, Mick uh, the number 10 spot on the list, which is huge, I think, coming from your peer. So, uh, also, am I biased because uh, I'm a Shumi yeah, fanboy? You are, yeah. you are biased. There's yeah. a lot of bias in that. That is not a, yeah. an objective opinion. I mean, I, I could prove it to you with the stats as well, but we no would be here for another, that, for another that's hour. That's an objective statement. Let's put it that way. Um, 
I think part of my answer comes from the fanboyism, but not all of it. Uh, and you know, I I did like Yuki a lot at the beginning of the year, uh, and but I was also very disappointed. I was more disappointed in Yuki's performances than I was in Mix, and that's why at the end of the day, I'm giving it to Mick. Okay, well, all right. Who? And uh, as a wrap up, um, hey, two years in a row that stand championship. Yeah. Again, thank you, Michael Massey. <laughs> for that one i will say thank you very much uh, yeah. as well yeah um yours is more yeah mine's not sincere <laughs> <laughs> mine's hilarious yeah <laughs> i'll take it yeah, it was I unexpected but yeah. also it was Get the only play i had from the, from race control <laughs> wow. oh man um i'll take a victory if it's handed to me well, you know what? Uh, we'll be back with the Stan Championship next year as well. Uh, we'll also be back with the, the build-up to 2022 season. We have a lot of interesting things happening. Um, new driver lineups, um, a couple of rookies coming in. Um, and, of course, the brand-new regulations where we're supposed to see way closer racing. Uh, so um, we're going to take a little bit of a break, I think. Um you know, over the new year, uh, I don't know if you have a big party planned in California. Um, and still, we'll be- still deciding. Yeah. We'll see. yeah. New Year's is uh, tends to be kind of like one of those. For me, it's kind of one of those overblown nights. Everybody wants it to be the best night of the year, big parties and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And there's a lot of expectations, and I find it the lower your expectations are, the better night you have. It's kind of like the Monaco Grand Prix. People who don't know F1 like, oh my God, Monaco. And then they see the, watch the race and it's a procession. It's kind of what I Like, oh my God, that was so boring. And it's like, yeah, well, when the cars are two times the size that they should be on a circuit that, you know, (laughs) measures the size of a small bedroom in Paris, um, (laughs) that's what you get. That's what you get. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. Gonna, I might be in Portugal if uh, the Rona doesn't uh, fuck up my plans, and um, we might go drive up to check out that Portimao circuit if they oh, let us. Yeah, Portimao. Oh. I mean, I'd love to see that back on. That was fun. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll have it next year, but um, who knows, man? The Rona is doing its thing again, so uh, we could have another strange schedule coming up, but. But yeah, we'll be back with the 2022 buildup. Uh, 2021 was a hell of a year, 40 episodes, man. So uh, yeah, I think we should give ourselves a little round of applause for that. It's crazy. We'll pat on the, we'll pat on the back. Our record. It? We're breaking records, man. Can you believe it? Uh, yeah, 40, 40 episodes. It's been a crazy year, but I'm yeah. excited for next year too. Any final words from uh, F. Massey or F. Knowles? I don't know how you want to be referred to today. Um. I'm just going to say the FI needs to, you need to, you need to do what's right. That's all. I'm, that's what I'll leave you with. Um, but I think we've got a very exciting couple of years coming up in formula one and I cannot wait. So let's, let's as Shia LaBeouf once said, just do it. <laughs> Less than two and a half months till Bahrain and preseason testing. Um, from F Knowles and I, we'll catch you on the next one. Season four coming up. Thank you.